Good morning and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig from Better Homes and Gardens, here today with my co-host. Yep, Suzanne Germany from the Goshen office. Yep, and also in studio with us today is our favorite, Mike the Mortgage Guy. Good morning, how are you? <laughs> Good, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Mike, I love when you come in because you're so knowledgeable and you're so good on the radio and your voice is just I have that sexy, sick voice right no, now. No, <laughs> you've got a, you've got a great voice. You're just and just your personality. Everything is really great, and I really I like having this. Yes, other good to anchor. be here. Yeah, it's as great. always. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so let's uh, tell everyone what we're going to talk about today. Well, I had spoken to you yesterday, and mm-hmm. I was just thinking that I was away for a few days, which my husband and I don't go away a, a lot, and uh, we actually don't go on vacation. We go to the shore, right? But this year we. Um, Went down to Florida for four or five days. Oh, where, four nights, five days. Where were you? We went to Marco Island. I'm wearing my T-shirt. Oh, I see it. I Be see it. Be in the mode here. <laughs> and um, I just thought when we were discussing it yesterday, I thought just kind of like touching on vacation homes mm-hmm. um, and people, you know, if anybody's interested in doing something like that, we can just give them a few pointers and how to start the process. We have a mortgage guy here, Mike, who, uh, you know, we can... They can use him. He's great. So uh, just that. That's just one thing I thought I'd just kind of touch on. And I know you used to brought some material also. Yeah, I figured uh, after we after we work our way through that, and there's a lot to talk about there, but um, we would talk a little bit about um, getting your home ready to sell because it is that time of year, folks, right? It is that time of year. And, call, and call your agents, list your homes. Yeah, right? I Have, actually thought the market was going to start a little sooner this year. It's a little late, but I think because the weather has been so... I mean, I always say the spring market starts the third week in January. Really? I always say I always say first week in March. First week in oh, March. No, no one wants to buy a house when the clouds are overhead, right? Yeah, yeah, but, you start, grass. To, but yeah. you start to feel that energy. I, I feel the buyers yeah. start showing yeah. up. Yeah, right? that's my point. In yeah. like early February, my yeah, buyers start showing up. And I have to like coach them through, don't get discouraged, don't get frustrated. Right. We are early in the market. Stuff will start coming on right, in March. Right, right. Yeah, that's my, yeah. I was thinking, so thinking March is just about here. So it's time for the stuff to start coming on. Yeah. And I think it's a good time of year too. Yeah, because well, I, so far, knock on wood, this winter hasn't been, um, you know, too snow heavy. So it's it hasn't really derailed a lot of, um, you know, some of the projects you work on or being able to access homes that are still, you know, still out there. And um, so... Yeah, I'm looking no, forward to the spring market. I think it's going to be super exciting. Actually, I was just reading an article yesterday saying that it's going to be a strong market this year. Yeah. Well, so all I indications can, are. I can tell that now just uh, from the people I'm taking around. We're already in multiple offer situations mm-hmm. for stuff coming on the market. It's literally sold in three days. Um, and that all the way up from New Windsor um, and out into Jersey. Everywhere wow, I've great. been lately, it's... Um, well, it's great for the home seller, but I'm working with the buyer, so it's a little frustrating. Right, 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 right. No, I have a couple of buyers that one I did find a house for, so we just signed contracts. But the other, I I know they're getting disillusioned because the inventory is still low. Yeah, and they're waiting on that that one house. You know, they're looking for. So yeah. Well, and then another problem, and this is one of those things you have to also you know help people understand is like I'll get a call saying this house just came on. Can we see it next Tuesday? Uh, and I say, yes, so, yes, maybe if it's still available. Right, right. Um, but, you know, if there's something you really think is the right house for you, we need to find a way to get there right. sooner. You need to right? jump on it right away. Even if I can only take one of you there so you can either A or nay it right away. Right. 
um, because, you know, if we wait for the stars to align, get everyone together to go look at it, sometimes right. it's too late. And I have a gentleman who called me uh, while I was away, and he wanted to go this past weekend. I said, well, I'm away, but I'll set you up. It's good. We'll, I'll get you in there. It's not a problem. And I had it all set up, and then he got called into work, so he couldn't. Well, we'll go next weekend. And I thought, oh, okay, but, you know, do you know Murphy's Law? Like, right. something's going to go wrong. It will, uh, because you just, there may be another offer on it next year, next weekend. But I said, no, nope, no problem. We'll go, but let's look for more inventory, because we may need we may need that. Yeah, and so, I know. Very funny. So anyway, that's the message out there. If you're thinking about selling and um, you know, what are your first steps? Give a call to your agent, Suzanne or myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, we would love to come and look at your home and help you figure out what the value of it is uh, in today's aggressive market. And Definitely. And and also, so everybody understands what the first the first step is. I mean, we're going to go according no, to our I notes just, here. I, yeah. I just figured I would kind of yeah, give that rah-rah that step while we're talking about it. Yeah, but I was just thinking that, um, you know, I always think the first step is call your agent in to... Have do the walkthrough. What do I need to do to get the house ready to list? And yeah. we've probably talked about this so many times, but I think it's something that needs to be repeated because I, I think people just think, oh, let's just get the house on the market. Yeah. But it's not about that. There's so much preparatory stuff that needs to happen before you can do that. So that's yep. I think the prep works the best part. If you don't do that, I mean, the house will sit, you know, the, the clean exactly. houses, the ones that are painted, the ones that are decluttered are the ones that go the quickest yep. from what I've seen. Absolutely. And if they're not, you're just giving the buyer an opportunity to lowball you is what it seems like. Now every buyer is looking for something to nitpick just off the price, you know, because they know that they're overpaying or not overpaying, but they're paying market value and everyone wants a deal, right? Yeah. So they come in, they're like, oh, well, this paint is chipping on this wall or I want I have to repaint the entire house. That's going to be $500 or $1,000. Mm -hmm. So let's... Offer that off the price, I guess, right? right? So if you do it ahead of time, you guys know. It, oh, It goes absolutely. the first weekend, you get great pictures done, and it's sold by the pictures, and they walk through and just solidifies what they saw, yeah. you know? Yeah, I just had a, I have a house that's on the market that we just got an offer on it last night, actually, but it it's this beautiful house in the village of Goshen, and the lovely, lovely couple that live there with their three little children, you know, the kids have kind of done their murals on the walls like right. there's some and i think they're very expressive people and they don't want to take the stuff off the walls so i mean i've had people it's been on the market about a month walking in the front door right out the back door right like absolutely zero interest in my, my feedback was the house is destroyed and the house is not destroyed there's crayon on the wall mm -hmm. but i think the people these days the buyers these days they want, Mike, exactly what you were just saying. They want this house rip and ready to go. That's you correct. Know, I, That's I, correct. When but I was looking for a house, I mean, I'm 56, so when I was first looking for my first house, you know, I would buy anything, and I was into fixing it up. But I don't know if people are into that these days. Not so much. Yeah. If you, Flippers if you're are, an, but... If yeah. you're an investor, right? Or, right? or someone who wants to own something for two or three years, put sweat equity in and right. to step up, right? Right. I, that step up buyer who knows they have a bigger aspiration, but this is what they can afford right now. Those people are willing to do the work. Uh, but, you know, two, two income family with kids moving in, they, they don't, don't have do time. It. It's just they don't have time. We have so many, you know, we, we don't, so many of my buyers are, are, you know, you have two people at work full time, when do they have the time to right. fix it up themselves? I, I think a lot of it has to do, I mean, what am I, who do I know or what do I know? You know, 
Pinterest and all of these <laughs> apps Fixer and upper. mobiles and, you know, that, that, you know, Better Homes and Gardens, we have our own, you know, TV show that they're walking into these unbelievable homes yeah. that, and, and, and the Magnolia show or whatever yes. that show is called, Fixer, Fixer upper. upper, you know, they want, they don't want to actually do the work. They want to step into instant it, gratification, right, instant right. gratification that it's been done for them. Yeah. I mean, I get that, you know, it just depends on, uh you know, who you are and where you're from and what you're willing to do. I mean, we, when we bought our first house, actually it was our second house. We, uh, I, my husband's like, oh, it's too small. I'm like, don't worry, I got this. I got this, I got this. <laughs> so literally the first time he walked into the house after we bought it, the whole back end of the house was missing. Like wow. I had a contractor rip <laughs> off the back end. We doubled the house and it was in Goshen. Look, it's like our Mr. own personal Terrace. Joanna Gaines. Yeah, I'm telling you. I he was, and, and I remember walking up the stairwell with him. His knees were knocking, and he was so scared. And I said, I remember squeezing his hand, saying, "Don't worry, I got this. You know, I promise." And I promise. We were there 21 years, and it was an amazing, amazing house. So I love that story. I love that story. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Because I'm more of a live there for a while, to, and then sell what I have and move to the next, right? Instead of um, doing a tremendous amount of work on no, a I'm house. A, I'm it, a it feels, over, feels overwhelming to me. Yeah, I well, love... I need a patio in my backyard if you want to come by and... Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm not good with stone. But I, I do, I, I'm really good. We bought a place down at the shore, and I've talked about this before, but it was on the market two and a half years. Nobody wanted it. It was right. just kind of this awful carpet. It smelled like wet dogs because it had dogs and it was shore. And it was just... A mess, and people would literally walk in and walk out, walk in and walk out. When I called my realtor down there, I said, you know, I really want to see this place. She's like, well, Suzanne, you know, it's really not in the best shape. I'm like, that's good. That's good. I'm good with that. So I, I remember walking up the stairs, and as soon as I walked to the top, because the kitchens are upstairs, right. I walk up to the top of the stairs, and I could see through a window half all the way across the house, the bay. Right, and, and I turned said, to my husband. I said, "This is it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm buying this house." And he's like, "Oh my god!" I said, "I promise you, I'll have this ripped out in days. You know, this is yep. not a problem for me." It's like, "Oh my god!" But uh, but yeah. So, are we ready for a break? We are going to come right back after we hear from some of our sponsors, and we're going to talk about the second homes. This is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show. Mondays at 10 a.m. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. 
Hi, this is Liz Ridgway, a licensed real estate salesperson specializing in the Orange County, New York, and Bergen, Passaic, and Sussex County, New Jersey areas. I'm an expert in helping my clients find their dream home and will further assist with the best attorney, mortgage, and inspector referrals to make the process a stress-free journey. I'm located out of the Goshen, New York office and my Wyckoff, New Jersey office. Visit me at lizridgeway.randrealty.com and get your boxes packed. Hi, this is Christine Rolando. Tune into Horse Sense every Saturday at 8 a.m. and learn all about horse appraising and the most current cutting-edge technology in horse therapy right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Professor Richard Hull, host of the Warwick Historical Society's weekly show, History Alive. Tune in every Monday at 11.05 to learn how history is your past, present, and future. WTBQ, radio worth listening to. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Gardens, here with host... And co-host, Suzanne Dermany. Yep, we're here together, and we're here with also with Mike Van Mansart Hello. from... Um, Hudson United. Hudson United, so this is awesome. So we were just talking about the shore and things like that, and Christine and I had decided that we were going to just kind of touch on... Um, anyone who's interested in buying a, a vacation home. Yeah. Because I just got back from Marco Island. This is why I'm kind of out of it. Like last night, I think we got back at around 11 o'clock. Wow. And uh, we've never done this before. We've never gone on vacation like, oh, it's February. Let's go to the beach or let's go somewhere tr- not d- tropical. It's tropical. Yeah, I like staying uh, in the country. I'm, a, right. I'm not a Mexico girl. I want to stay in the continental, not even continental, I would do Hawaii, but it's still so far so away. So far, you need a lot of time for that. Yeah, and w- the way we got him up with this idea is we we're watching, um, uh, what is it, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Have you ever seen that movie? I have, Oh I my have. God, have you ever seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I have, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a funny show, movie, but also it's a set in Hawaii in Turtle Bay, which is this amazing resort that I was becoming obsessed with over the summer. And I thought, oh, wow. I want, after I'm watching the show, and I'm literally on my phone looking up resorts. And I thought, oh, let's go to Turtle Bay, Hawaii. And it's 11 hours. It's $1,400 for the flight or some crazy number. It's funny. I just was in Hawaii two weeks ago. Oh, get out of here. Well, I went to New Zealand, so I had a layover oh, in Hawaii. Wow. Yeah, speaking wow. of. <laughs> so I did that 11-hour flight twice. <laughs> wow. How was New Zealand? It was cool. It was really nice. Beautiful. That oh, we is don't have awesome. to dive into it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Definitely no. Definitely worth checking out I, on but your. But I do list. follow. Um, do you follow that guy on tr- Twitter who's um? Oh, so, ben? M- so many people asked me when I got back if I saw him. Ben yeah. something who yeah, like all the kids follow around here. Yeah, I don't know who I, he is. Some I meteorologist. Him. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a meteorologist. And oh, he's, he he used to live in Warwick. He's so he's from owned... Hudson Valley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the answer is yes. I do follow that guy yep. just recently. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome, and he um. He does shout outs to Hudson Valley and he always does snow alerts and right, snow from, closing. From New Zealand. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's great, Ben. Yeah, he's great. Um, but if anybody wants to know his name, give us a call. We'll find out for you. It's in my phone. <laughs> I just don't want to look. But anyway, so we just started to think we can't do an 11 hour flight. That's like a whole day and right. then you got to recuperate and things like that. So we stumbled upon this um, really amazing resort in Florida in Marco Island. It's a JW Marriott. So it's a signature resort. Right. And I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Really? Oh, my God. It was... It's opened the door to a whole new kind of travel for I you. walked in the door. I literally walked in the door. And right in front of me was this massive, you know, like 65 by 65 gorgeous window that overlooked 
this very tropical pool that overlooked the Gulf of Mexico and the sun was just setting right there and it was like halfway down. And I looked at my husband, I'm like, I feel like I'm on a movie set. Like, this is insane. <laughs> do people actually live this way? I mean, who does this? You do. Well, we'd never done it before, but, and we, you know, we paid for it all in, adv- in advance. So anyway, so I'm down there for four or five days, four nights. And I, I just was kind of thinking, you know, there's all these people that relocate down to Florida, you know, and there are a lot of people. Well, some rent, some buy, and, you know, what do you do? You know, right. is that if you, what you Right, want? if this is what you want to do, what's the process? Right, yeah, Christine's landing my plane. Raining <laughs> 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 it in. <laughs> she knows me. So anyway, so we were to- talking about possibly talking about va- vacation homes, and I am a certified second home property specialist or whatever. A s- yeah. The answer is you you have done the research I've to know it all. what yeah, to do. I've done it all. I'm one of those people. But the cool thing, and I have a place down at the shore, but the cool thing is, you know, um, identifying the right location. You right. know, you have to figure out really, you can't just say, oh, I want to go to Florida. Florida is an awfully big place. And you have to uh, figure out where in Florida you want to be or right. Arizona or, you know, some people like Knox- the Carolinas. Carolinas. Yeah. Uh, I, we met a couple who relocated to Knoxville, Tennessee. I was like, why would you go there? You know, but people have preferences, right. you know, and uh, some people want to do Colorado, whatever. But I, I think that wherever you're thinking of going, the best thing is to do is to go there multiple times. You know, go food shopping there. Go to church there if you're a churchgoer. Go, just go walk around. Go. Spend a week there, basically. Yeah, a couple, a couple weeks. Ta- yeah. yeah, a couple times. I think picking multiple locations and then kind of targeting them over this this time in your life, you know, or, you know, whatever you're looking for, just so you can kind of get a feel for, is that really where you want to be? And then when you like say, again, we went to Marco Island, which we'd never been to in our lives. And, uh, it was just kind of, you know, we drove around, we drove to Naples and mm-hmm. we, not that we are not going, we, what we, what we decided was that's not for us. Right. Like, I, I don't think I'll ever be a snowbird. Nice place to visit, but you don't want to live yeah, there. I mean, we went down for four days Four nights, five days, we got our fix. Like, right. I don't think I could not. I'm a, I'm a Northeast girl, mm-hmm. and I like that. But the reason for bringing up on the radio is not everybody's like me. You know, everybody, people like a difference. Um, so anyway, identifying the right location, I think that's really important. Um, and then making an informed investment, making sure that, you know, I think, like, I, I'll use my son and his wife for an example. They're, they're living up in Boston, not that that's... A second home place, but it could be the Cape. Right. Um, and she's, they're about a good year from purchasing and they're, she's thinking it's very expensive, yeah. the Boston area. And they're thinking, oh, we're going to get a condo and well, we can afford $3,400 a month in rent. So we're going to look for a property that equates to that mortgage. Well, it doesn't really work that way because you have to be able to, now that you're owning something, you know, as a tenant, you're not repairing or responsible. I think so I have to have a good sit down with them to make sure they realize that when you're making an investment like that, you just can't jump into, you have to know what price point you're going into. And that's with talking to your mortgage broker and your accountant. I think an accountant is really important in that equation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure that uh, it's the right thing. Now in buying a second home, it's not, it's easy because if you're ready for it, but there are different mortgage aspects to it. Yeah, percentages. I mean, typically, you need to put more down. You know, as a first-time home buyer, you can put as little as three percent down. Right. For a second home, it's usually ten percent or more. Right. Um, and then obviously, you have to qualify for both mortgages. Now right. you're carrying both mortgages. 
you have to account for the taxes, the insurance on the new property. Right. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just, oh, I can afford a $1,200 extra payment. It's really, okay, do you have 10% to put down? You know, all right. these when other we things. purchased our place down the shore, we had to put 20% down. Like there's, right. and I think well, most of them are 25. Yeah. Or so at, second home and investment properties are completely different. Ours was investment. Yeah. We did ours as right. an investment. And that's actually what I was going to ask you is if you're looking to buy a vacation property, right? Um, Sometimes people are splitting their time. They're, you know, they're not buying a vacation property to live in all the time. And so it's vacant a lot. Um, and so then that vacation home can also, depending on where you are, a lot of people buy their vacation homes in vacation locations. So right, right. there is a rental market short term for that. Right. So how, how does someone determine, right, like you, is it really a vacation home or is it investment? Like or like, you know, what, what do you do? It's the period of time typically that you would go vacation there, but with Airbnb everywhere, people, I mean, there's no way for banks to really monitor if you're renting your house for a weekend or two weeks or three weeks out of the year as a second home. I mean, I don't know many people that wouldn't want to produce an income from a second home if it is in a vacation area, you know, there's certain places like a lake house is a little different where it's a family lake house that you own as a second home where maybe you share it with, you know, your family goes up there once or twice a year, whatever the case is. But yeah, with the ability to just rent your house for a weekend these days, I, I can't see people not doing it, you know? So we, ours was an investment and you're right. That's why our percentage down was higher. So we had to do 20% down because we did it as legitimate investment yep. property. And with that, we are able to take 13 days, according to the IRS, 13 days to go, which we take our two weeks, whatever, right. down at the shore in the summertime. And then you're also allowed to take one weekend every month and write off that on your taxes. So you're able to go once a month to check on your down to the property. shore. Of course, we stay the whole weekend, we'll go out for dinner and we'll have a lot of fun, we love it. And But we're able to bring that back to our accountant and say, yeah, we went down in September and October, November, December, and write that down. So what we do is we rent ours all summer. We take our 13 days and we actually take a week in, um, in July and then we take um, some days in September and with that we ca- qualify for an investment property and the mortgage the rents pay the mortgage right so and then it in terms out in terms of being an investor the the benefits to being an investor versus being vacation can you write off more things other than travel and stuff like that can yeah. like you write off your mortgage as an investment with but the tax changes this year i noticed a lot when i was even doing my taxes you lose a lot of your deductions on your primary residence this year with the tax code changes but my cpa is like an investment property you can now write off more through your investment property because of the changes. So it may be more beneficial oh, good. I'm to buy a house as an investment. Than as a I mean, yes, you may have to put a little bit more down, but look at it long term. You can also use income immediately. So if I were to purchase a house, you know, in Florida, but I knew my rent could be 1200 a month from a tenant or 1500 I can have a signed lease agreement in place when I close, and now that's a positive cash flow for me that the underwriter can use for qualifying. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it has that. to be okay. signed and executed, and it has to be one year. So. And, oh, that's interesting. And that applies to everyone. I feel like someone had mentioned that if you're a first-time investor, that doesn't count for you. For the deductions or for the No, use for the of, income No, the you, income can use, you can use the lease. Yeah, no, correct. okay, that's so, great. Yeah. If you rented your house, let's say you bought the house though and now wanted to use the income but you ha- didn't have a lease in place until you filed taxes and you- and reported that income, I couldn't use 
right. the income. So the way, if you haven't reported it, is to have a lease in place for one year. And they don't, it's not just a lease you do first and last months. They want to make sure that you've actually received the checks. Otherwise, right. you know, who's to say that I didn't just sign the document, you know? Right. So they want, it has to be right. legit and in place. Right. And it is reviewed. So So we have a unit. Uh, we live in the fairways and our mm-hmm. daughter also, li- we bought a condo for our daughter to live in. And uh, she doesn't pay us rent. She's supposed, right. she's supposed to pay us rent, but she doesn't. She just doesn't pay us rent. So did, it's not. Did you tell her you're going to evict, evict her? I, well, we are evicting her because we're. She's buying a house in Goshen. She's closing on Friday. But we are. Uh, yeah, no, she's getting out, and now we're going to be. It's going to be legitimate. So we're putting it on the market. We're yeah. gonna, you know, we're gonna finally start making money off this property. But yeah, so it's. Uh, but it's you know if you can, if you can squirrel that down payment away, it is such a great get to be able to and then you can share it off season like right. i say to anybody oh I, go go because it's you know i we don't take rents over the you know over winter the time over the summer is when we do it but we do also airbnb it because um there's just some weekends that the rent realtors down there just don't rent like they don't really rent november or april right. Right. but there are still weddings down there so you're right, and then no one's really monitoring that, you know. Airbnb. Yeah, and lenders are actually working on ways to use Airbnb income. It's starting to come up more and more oh, wow. um, in qualifying. So, I mean, it's going to be good in the future. I've seen a handful of lenders start to do it. It's very niche, but it'll start to expand. All right, so we're going to hear from our sponsors and come right back with uh, getting ready to sell your home. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. O'Keefe and McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe and McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. The real estate market is hot. If you have been thinking of selling your home, now is the time. At Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, we pride ourselves on delivering an exceptional client experience. Our professional agents will provide you with the market data you need to price your home properly and follow through with the best marketing to get your home sold. Call our office today at 845-986-4848. Hi, this is Alan Fernandez. Join me at the Jazz Getaway with Miles Davis, John Coltrane, and Duke Ellington and more every Sunday at 7 p.m. on WTBQ. Hi, this is Peter Feller of A&T Healthcare, your one call for the finest in home healthcare. Tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. to hear the latest news on everything health-related because your health does matter right here on WTBQ Radio, worth listening to. WTBQ High wind warning for today through 6 o'clock tonight. We'll see partly sunny skies today, extremely windy, with winds gusting to 55 miles per hour, and there could be a few snow flurries. 
Our highs 30 to 35. Tonight, strong gusty winds will diminish, but still rather windy as we head down to between 15 and 20, so it'll be a lot colder. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds with our highs around 30, 35. And for Wednesday, sun followed by some clouds with highs staying mainly in the 30s. I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist Tony Salimo from the WTVQ Weather Center. WTVQ. I'm gonna make this place your Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Gardens, here with... Your co-host, Suzanne Germany with the Goshen Office, and our mortgage guy... Hello. Michael. (laughs) Mike Van Mansart with Hudson United. you got to promote yourself, Mike. Let's go. I don't know. It's been a a week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Was this the I got it on the plane cold? It was, yeah. My... uh, when I left at 4 p.m. in Hawaii and got here at 6 a.m., right. <laughs> I think I got it on that plane, that leg. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say about Florida is so we were in church yesterday, you know, went to Mass, and I'm sitting there, and it was a very crowded Mass, but I'm, you know, kind of a little type A when it comes to germs, and this, the constant stream of coughing. Oh, my goodness, I know. It was Unbelievable! Like you could have performed a symphony if we'd recorded, like you know, like the barking dog with jingle bells. Right. You know, you could have put it all together. There was never a moment where someone wasn't coughing or sneezing or sniffling. Or like, you know, that's the worst. It was so funny. You know, of course, it was nobody around me, but it was a rather massive church. But I just thought it was kind of funny. Okay. All right. So, um, as we were talking about before, it is time to list your homes, everyone. If you're thinking of moving, if this is your year, then this is your time. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you need to be doing. What are some of the steps? What what makes sense? So the first thing we want to talk about is, you know, discovering your why. Why are you selling, right? Are you okay, selling because one. you need more space? Are you selling um, because uh, maybe you bought at the height of the market and, you know, your home, you can sell your home now not at a loss and you want to downsize right. or... Um, you know, why not? I want to try something new. So, you know, sometimes people just have, have kind of lived at their home. They've got what they want out of it. Their life situation has changed. Maybe kids have graduated. Maybe they've had more kids. Maybe they have parents who want to come live with them. I mean, so many things happen in the course of your life. Yeah. It's so funny because a lot of people like to live in a home for like a long time. Yeah. I love change. So I love where I live. I'm very happy where there are six years, but I'm always, oh, look at that. I like that. I love that floor plan. That sounds so cool. Oh, for for sure. Especially because we're in so many houses all the time and we see all the possibilities all day long. I know. I always say there's not, there isn't a house out there I wouldn't love to live in. Yeah, because I I look at it and say, what I could do with that. That would be awesome, you know. So, you know. um, If I didn't have to pay the taxes. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, no taxes. All right. So identify your why. Because your why is your motivation, right? Selling your home is a long process. It's stressful. And if you have your why in mind all the time, when you get to that tough point, right, why are you doing this, right? You, you've already said, you know what, I'm doing this because dot, dot, dot. And that, like, pushes you through the process, It, you know. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, when, when we moved into our, and I always reference myself because I think I'm a good parameter, but when we moved, we raised our house, our kids in Goshen, and we had an amazing life, an amazing house. And But when I turned 50, I thought, you know, I, I want to be able to, it's been such an amazing family home, and we have so many great memories in this house. I wanted to be able to leave all those memories in Seven Wisner in Goshen and make it, keep it kind of like this beautiful 
memory for us before something happened. You right. know, I look at us and say, well, I'm 50, he's 52, life happens, things happen. So I wanted to be able to just get out before, God forbid, something right. happened. And simplify a little bit. Yeah, and downsize, simplify, and, and make it an easy transition together. Yeah. You know, yeah. Make, move together. Nice. That was my thing. So, um, so now that you have your why, the next thing you need to figure out um, is really sit down and look at the finances. Every house has a, like a, fin a financial kind of statement about it. How much do you owe on it? How much equity do you have in it? Um, how long have you owned it? Um, what is it going to cost you to move? What is it going to cost you to buy? Right? You have a vision of where you want to go, so you have an idea of what that's going to cost you, and you kind of have to have a balance sheet to figure right. out if this is truly the right time um, and under what circumstances you're prepared to sell. And now, a lot of times at this point, thinking about the finances, I think people think, oh, my God, I can't sell my house. I have so much I have to do to my house. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and there are dated homes yeah, out there. And for there's sure. no doubt about that. And I, when we moved in our house in 93 and we sold it in 2013 uh, or 14, um, I thought it was just the most beautiful, amazing place. And people would kind of walk in and walk out, and the feedback would be, it's too dated. I'd be like, what? Right. What do you mean it's dated? I just moved into it. it went, no, it was dated. You know, right. even though I'd got new appliances, you know, I had brass bathroom handles. Well, that's kind of dated. You Although know? coming back. Oh, I hate <laughs> <laughs> and, Everything you know, comes back. You yeah. know that, like you know, shower door. I didn't have the solid glass shower shower door. Right. You know, so things like that. I had dark green tile in my bathroom. Those are dated items. You know, right. but yeah. uh, you know, so you don't necessarily have to gut the place, but a fresh coat coat of neutral paint. You know, right. some nice and be and be and be aware. Right. Look at where your house sits in the marketplace with those things, and acknowledge that people moving in are not necessarily going to love your dark green tile no, in the I'm bathroom. I'm sure mine's ripped out by you now. take the like, emotional connection out. Yeah. Or, oh, you're not, or yeah. you're not ready to sell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. no, it's, it's, it's difficult, yeah. you know, but it's important. You have to remove yourself from being the homeowner and you have to be a buyer. Mm -hmm. And I always say to people, if someone will give me a house and they'll say, oh, I want, you know, $550,000 for it. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, that doesn't really fit the market. Well, I know you. what I have invested into this. I'm like, okay, I get that. But would you pay five fifty for this house today? Right. The answer is always no. Right. Well, no, I wouldn't. Well, then. Right. Why would someone else? Why would somebody else? Correct. You know, and, so. and it's at this stage, right, the getting serious about finances stage, this is when you want to call your real estate agent in, right? Right. Because you, as you just said, I want to sell for five fifty. Well, that's great. Um, my job is to tell you, are there buyers to buy your home at five fifty? And if the answer is no... The, the next question is, well, what are they going to buy it for? Right. And I'm going to sit there and sit down. I'm going to talk to talk to my people about what's sold in their neighborhood, what's sold in the school district around them, what, you know, comparing their home to similar square footage houses, what are they selling for? Um, you know, I always see that that market analysis part as my, my opportunity to educate a seller about the market um, and help them come up with realistic expectations so that as the process moves forward, they're not surprised, Right. Um, I feel like when I have a good relationship with my sellers, it's I've done a good job to give them a fair expectation of what they can sell their house for and what that experience is going to be like. Mm -hmm. um, you know, part of that, um, also when I'm talking to people, I'm looking around their houses, I'm looking at what work they may have done. Have you opened permits? Have you closed all your permits? They're very important. Right? right. I mean, we're, I'm going That's through that now. That's the biggest discussion I think needs Huge. to be had. Yeah. All the time it's I have. Constantly that. I see open permits come out on title reports and I get it. It's because you pulled the permit and then you were scared that your taxes are going to go up so you didn't want to close it but 
I would appreciate all realtors having that conversation yeah, with their sellers. Yeah, well, yeah. A, a lot okay. of times I get in there and it's not even they haven't closed permits. They they did work and never permitted never applied at all. for the permit, right. And so then you have to go back and, and do a, a whole permit process for work that was done a while ago. But now that work has to meet current yeah. code, not code from 20 years ago when you did it. Um, and all of a sudden we're having problems. So my, you know, I have that conversation like get get, get your ducks in a row because that's what's going to make your transaction go smoothly and cause you less stress. And, and again, I think people are just afraid of that. You know, when I go oh, in there yeah, and they say, it is, it's scary. Did you, did you get a permit for your basement? Well, no, uh, but I, I, I just can't do it. I'm like, it's $150. Yep. It's getting somebody in here. They, they want to make sure it's safe. They yeah. want electrical and, you know, an electrician to come and in plumbing. and make sure the plumbing, everything is, it's just safe. That's just it. You know, I have, I'm under contract with this one house and uh, they have this, Beautifully finished basement, but the ceiling is so low right. that it's not legal. It's, there's not, you walked in, I said to the buyers, well, there's no way this is legal. Well, how do you know? I said, it's just not legal. It's not safe to run in here or to walk or, you know, it, yeah. it's just, and it's not done. There's no permit for it. So that's, you know, we went under contract knowing, saying that um, they have to get the CO for it, which they'll never be able to get. So they'll have to remove some things. Yeah. So we'll see. I know it's, uh, you know, that, that is actually a discussion I had the other day, which was you can permit it before I sell it, right? And then I can market all this extra right. square footage, and, right. right? And if you don't, I'm not going to be able to market that section because it, I can't. Um, it's going to come back and or I can and we're just going to have to like, Kick the kick the ball down the road to getting the permits done. Oh, the appraiser won't count that yeah. as square footage either. So if you're trying to get four hundred thousand for your house, counting square footage that's in the basement that the appraiser can't use, you better right. believe that he's going to come in and say, "Sorry, you know, right. it's not it's or, not right. legal." <laughs> right, square footage over yeah. the over the garage. That's another big space that people refinish and don't permit. And you have to permit. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no way, and and there's no way because we're actually responsible that if if a property gets sold without a CO and it slips through the process and the buyer buys it, closes on it, finds that it's not CO'd, we are responsible as real estate agents. It's uh, I was so upset when I heard that, but I didn't know that. That's true. Hmm. I that, it can come it can it can come back to you. You know, it comes it, back to the realtor. There's there's litigation and everyone involved gets yeah. gets a and finger so pointed. Because at them. they say, well, that now your... my taxes have gone up. Right. I wasn't prepared for that. You're a professional. You should have known. You and you, you should have should disclosed have known it the moment that you walked in this basement. The ceiling. Well, was I've like... had buyers close on houses where there were open violations for like a CO, but it was a foreclosure. Right. An and, they si- and they sign. Yeah. They sign off on that. They right. sign a, a big hold harmless agreement. Right. Yeah, everyone signs off on it because the attorneys don't want to deal with it down the no. road. They're like, right. you're signing this at your own risk. Right. You know, right. even though the bank that foreclosed is not willing to do the work, you know that it has to get done. Right. Or this is not going to fly. Right. <laughs> so. Right. I, and and I, I do. I always say to my buyers, this one basement i they're like well i'll just rip it out and i said why right. for the it's not that much yeah. effort no it's it's this is going to be a problem for you down the road yeah. just get this taken care of before you title transfer so that's how i feel okay all right so um the next thing we're going to talk about is a little bit of ta- tackle your to-do list right in each of the rooms there's th- that you have in your house there are things that you can do there are things that have to be there there are things that are nice to be there so you know analyze each room see what kind of effort you can put in um, to maximize your return, right? It, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to cost a lot 
to make a big impact, right? right? So let's talk about some of the some of the things in a kitchen, right? You want to make sure that you repair or replace any faulty appliances. Your home inspector is going to come through. They're going to turn all those appliances on. They're going to look at them. Um, you need to sell your house with working appliances. You know, I think that's the one thing. If you have appliances from the '90s or even earlier, um, I always say to my buyers, it's what, 28, 3,000, just go out and get new appliances. You know, make it look like it's sparkling and buyers are going to, they're just going to see your new appliances and that's going to be a good sale. So I always, if the appliances are so old, I'm a big believer in replacing them. Yep. And then the biggest one I see in kitchens um, is the ground fault. Um, outlets. Yeah, and that's an easy one. It's an easy one and take care of it before the inspector gets there. It's just check to see if it's if if you if anything within six feet of water right Right. i think that's what it is does it pop great if it doesn't you're in trouble you're gonna have to replace it anyway i'm a believer and i like when i i do say to my sellers you know why don't you get an inspection before you put your house on the market because that way if anything they're going to know what pops up no yep so i would like them to do that i i just know that i have not correct i have not had much success in having People who are going to sell their home spend five hundred dollars. I've also found that through. you could have your house in perfect order, and an inspector is still going to—it's his job to pick through it. You know, right? So exactly. no matter how good a job he did, right? You're going to right. He's going to go through and say, okay, well, this is—he has to, you know, justify the money that yeah, you're spending. So. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to hear from our sponsors and come right back to continue to talk about the uh, sell your home to do list. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, this is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. Hi, this is Suzanne Dermany, an associate broker at Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in the Goshen office. Whether you are a first-time buyer or relocating or a seller, rest assured your journey will be a memorable learning experience. For more information, please visit my website at suzanne.dermany.randrealty.com. S-U-S-A-N-N-E dot D as in David, E-R-M-I-G-N-Y dot randrealty.com. This is Zach Kruk of WTBQ Radio. Keep up to date with all your local news every weekday on the Frank Truatt Morning Show right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. This is Sister Anna. Listen to The Garden of the Child, a story discussion time with students. Story develops listening skills and imagination. Saturdays at 1110 a.m. on WTBQ. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. 
Welcome back. I love our music, by the way. I love our right? song. It just makes me happy. I actually heard it in the car, and I went crazy. <laughs> I was singing, and this is my song. I know. So, so uh, hand, hands up for uh, Phil Phillips. Oh, I love right? the song. Um, so anyway, funny. so we're here today. I'm Christine Koenig with Better Homes here with... Suzanne Dermody and, from Better Homes with Garlic Ghost. And our ever-favorite mortgage person, Mike, Hello. Mike the Mortgage Guy, <laughs> um, with Hudson United. Anytime you guys have questions about... Um, anything mortgage-related, refinance-related, uh, second home-related, new construction-related, it doesn't yeah. matter. Mike's got your answer, so yep. give him a call. Definitely. All right. So, we Mike, to- you want to give yourself on it? Sure. 845-239-6565. All right. Great. When someone wants to send you an email, isn't it just Mike? Mike.VanMansard at Hudson United. You're better off calling me because that last name is quite difficult. I'm sure so many people mess it up. I know. My <laughs> name. I'm going to give my cell phone, too. Nobody yeah. can spell Germany. Uh, so my cell is 845-742-3644. You can call or text. Perfect. I, I will I will give mine later because I okay. think people are phone numbered out. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we were just talking about tackle your to-do list um, when you're thinking of selling the home. And we're talking about in the kitchen, you want to, you know, any, any appliances that um, are uh, not in good working order, you want to replace them or have them repaired. You want to make sure you're checking for GFCI, uh, which is ground fault outlets, um, especially within six feet of water sources. Um, you want to make sure that everything that is supposed to vent and exhaust is doing so um, and properly, right? Um, and then lastly, you want to repair or replace any sort of broken countertops, um, any sort of leaks underneath the sink. A lot of times, you know, where the elbow is, you get a little bit of a leak or something. Just have and that this stuff. is such easy stuff. It is. And you're going to have to fix it yeah. one way or the other. And it's one of those things that just, you know, it's going to come up and you know, you're going to sell your house. Take care of this stuff up front so that it, again, streamlines your process as you're moving through. Definitely. Right. It also, I mean, not to interrupt, but keeps yeah. your options open for more buyers. Cause as you guys know, there's FHA loans and conventional, and they both have different requirements right. when you have a buyer. So FHA is all about safety. They want to make sure that, you know, the hand railings have spindles in between them and you can't fit a baby's head through them. All those things come up when buyers come through the door. So you want to open up your house to all buyers, not just conventional buyers, right. you know, for sure. So that's true. Check on safety stuff. All right. And some of the other things that just kind of come up under the nice to have, but not necessarily must have, right? If you have some dated hardware on your on your uh, cabinets, you know, cha- change out the, the door poles. That's fix, so yeah. easy, right? Right. So easy. Um, paint. If you have uh, a- another thing that I see a lot, people don't even think about. The range hood collects a lot of grease and stuff, right? J- get some 409 grease cutter and just get in there and get that cleaned. It, uh, it It's such a small thing, but it makes such a big difference. And also ceiling fans. Have your ceiling fans cleaned. Yeah. Because yeah. that's... All right. So we're going to talk about bedrooms next, right? So sometimes maybe over time there's screens that get ripped or maybe a window has a a crack in it. You want to make sure that you repair those windows. Um, You want to clean up your closets a little bit, right? Um, We all know that that's where everything goes. So take a little time, purge a little bit. I'm not saying you have to have your, your closet organized in rainbow colors right although i see some people who live that way it's insane, i know it's but, amazing uh, but but you want to make sure that you're like if it's a walk-in closet people want to be able to walk into it correct. because they if you have all, like your linen closet your bedroom closet your coat closets if they're so cluttered with things that the the 
nonverbal that's going to come back into the buyer's brain is there's not enough storage, the house For is sure. too small. But if you have less is more, uh, it really is very powerful when you're selling your home. Yep, and that so, goes for decluttering as well. Absolutely. Right? I mean, a lot of times people say, well, I love my things all about me. Okay, great. But you're, you're going to move, start packing. You know, people don't mind boxes in a garage or a shed. Because right, they know you're moving. They know you're moving. So that's not a problem. Well, we'll get to that, but go on. Okay. Right. And, you know, some of the other things, like if you, you know, you live in your bedroom and you've, you know, especially the kids, right? They've, they've grown a lot of times from, from young to old. They have like these things they're attached to they don't want to get rid of, but um, you've got boxes or piles or stu- things stuffed in corners. And again, you want, you pretty much want a bed. You want your t- end tables, right? You want your dresser, everything else, pack it up, get it out of the room so that rooms look bigger. Yeah. It's so important. All right, so now let's talk a little bit about bathrooms because that's another big one, right? Kitchens and bathrooms, isn't that what we talk about all the time? Yeah. Yes. So again, the first thing, fix any leaks. There, you know, bathrooms are where leaks happen the most often, right? Fix leaks. You know what comes up a lot? Um, does the drain work in the tub? Sometimes you yeah. get a lot of like, uh, if you shower all the time, um, you get a lot of like that mineral buildup, and all yeah. of a sudden you can't you can't get that tub to hold water. That's going to come up. Right? And if you have that mineral buildup, I mean, I had a house that, I mean, the house is very clean, very, very clean, but it was, uh, had so much rust in the tub that it really kind of scared off a lot of buyers. You can so simply reglaze a tub. Yes, I'm about you know? to do that for my mom. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah, so reglaze that tub because they, everybody, if you think clo- closing the shower curtain is going to keep them from seeing, the bad grout and the mildew. The, right, the mold along the yeah, edge. No. Right, recaulk. It's that, re-caulk. That's an easy one. That's so simple. Recaulk, reglaze. Um, put a, I always think, put a new liner in your shower curtain, maybe a new shower curtain, one that you would like to leave that you're not, whatever, mm-hmm. but put something new and fresh so um, the bathroom looks very crisp. That's right. Make sure that your bathrooms uh, exhaust properly. That yeah. is another one that it has to be. There are very specific um, rules. Yeah. If yeah, there's no codes. window, right. There's right. no window, if you there's, have to have a, a fan. Yeah. Yep. Um, so other living areas that we have, you know, replace, again, back to windows being replaced, um, weather stripping, fresh paint on the door, right? C- any sort of holes or cracks along the ceiling or walls, you know, a fresh coat of paint, clean the carpets, carpet clean. Right, get mm-hmm. get someone to come in or do it yourself. Right, rent. I think you can rent a carpet cleaner for like thirty bucks for yeah. the day. Yeah, and, and also though, I mean, I use Mr. K and Goshen. He's so affordable. Yeah, just get someone professional. They just come in, they take care of all your carpets, and they're beautifully cleaned. And I, it know. makes a huge difference. And, oh, huge! And even like small odors come out. Like you think about how much stuff is just sitting in those carpets. When you carpet clean, you walk into your house, you're like, this smells like a whole new house. <laughs> I had a house that I sold in. Um, uh, Arcadia Hills, the nicest couple on the planet, and they had this area rug, two area rugs in their bedrooms, and I said, oh, you know, I really think you need to replace these carpets. These are such good carpets, Suzanne. You know, I, I'm not replacing them. I said, Marty, when did you buy these carpets? Right. Um, um, 40 years ago. Right. It was orange shag carpet. I said, nobody wants your orange. You couldn't get the smell out of it if I tried. I mean, it was so, so bad. And once we got rid of both of these carpets, they were, the sellers were thrilled. Right. They had no idea it was actually bringing them down. Yeah. Because these carpets were so old, they just, it was just awful. But yeah. All right. And And there were great floors underneath. So. 
And our, uh, our, our final to-do list here is outdoors, right? So um, I see this a lot. The, the path to the house, from the driveway to the house, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times due to how, you know, our weather conditions here are not great. We have a lot of rain. We have a lot of wet. We have a lot of freezing. Um, and that can all move those stones, yep. uh, cause tripping hazards, things like that. On an FHA, it comes right? up. Yep. Um, and those are things that um, are also usually pretty easy to fix, as mm-hmm. long as it's not a big slab of poured concrete that's, um, you know, somehow... Um, right, really shifted. Yeah, but, um, you know, if it's a brick pavers or some of those other pavers, you, those are pretty easy to pull them out, you know, get, you know, level out some of that material underneath, put them back down. Um, and again, that's important. You want to pull those weeds out, right? Yeah, the you don't weeds. want any moss on your plants. They have stuff for that. You get rid of all anything that's covering your landscaping. Just push everything. You want to see the full, I mean, edge it. You want to see the land, you know, yep. the, the walkway. Power wash the outside of the house if it's uh, sided and has some moss buildup. Again, someone will come and do that for 200 yep. bucks. That's an easy thing. And same thing, I will say this. Look at your roof. Our roofs are one of the first things that people look at at mm-hmm, the house. Mm-hmm. And if you so have moss first, yeah. growing and... Um, they, they have guys who come and they soft wash the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's and, even a chemical you can throw yeah. on it to yeah, kill it. Yeah, yeah. Right, and, and do that, you know, have that done professionally because they, they know what they're doing. And your roof will look stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things I say, I say to my sellers, anything that draws your eye is, is definitely going to draw someone else's. So they're looking at big things. Roof are a big ticket item. Mm-hmm. And if you can spend just a little bit of money and make that roof be the best it can be, um, you should do that. You know, when um, when we had little children and children were crawling around, they would say, get on your hands and knees and crawl like a baby so you can see all the hazards that the baby, whether the cords or this or that, that the baby will see. You literally have to kind of have an out-of-body experience when you're looking at your own home and realizing you know, all these items, they're not, they're a lot, but they're not a lot to do. No. It's just maintenance. And you can contact Christina or I, and we can send you this list to help you out. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, but it's, it's so important because you, your buyers are going to see them in a heartbeat. And I know you've been living with them for a long time, but your buyers are, it's right. going to take them seconds to see all the flaws. All right. So we're just about um, out of time for the day. I just want to give everyone contact information. Great. Um, so if you're thinking about selling this year or want someone to come and uh, you know check out what you got and give you some suggestions, you can give me a call at 845-551-1564 or email me, or um, I guess check my website out, christinekoenig.randrealty.com. And I'm just going to give you, my name is Suzanne Dermony again, and I'm going to give you my cell, 845-742-3644, because I have a tough name to spell. Yes, so. for sure, for I sure. I you do too, but that's okay. <laughs> They'll find then, me. Mike, you want to give your number sure. again? Sure. It's 845-239-6565, or call either of these lovely ladies, and they oh. can provide my number as well. There you go. There you go. So, all right. Everyone have a wonderful week. All right. <laughs>